God. I did not think this through. There's a there's a whole there's a whole apparatus. Oh god. Wait, wait, wait. Mazel tov. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Ooh, oh, smoky. Ah. Hello and welcome to Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo. With me forever and always, the man, the myth, our very own Leary. You'll get that joke later. Alessandro hey, Alessandro Bielsi, say hello, Al. No! On this week's show, the anticipation jumps off the charts. We talk about MoviePass's potential competition. Our regularly scheduled MCU-DCEU conversation continues. And finally, we dive into Free Fire. But first, Al, what monstrosity is it that we're drinking tonight that took me so long to open? (laughs) You know, I love that we had that champagne cork sound because that was cool. I don't know, can you look look at the camera? Can you see my beer right now? Yeah. Yeah, you've got Do you remember what I said about head retention on this beer? Yeah. How about mine? How about mine? Suck it! Well, yeah, but I tried to pour the whole... What was it? One pint and 9.4 ounces? Is yeah, don't don't give me a beer... Uh, a be- Wow, no. Don't give me a math problem on my beer bottle. I don't appreciate it. Seriously, this is like almost like a world word problem. It's kind of annoying. Uh, <laughs> so we're drinking, uh, for those of you who may or may not be aware of this ongoing series of beers from the last few years, uh, Oma Gang partnered with HBO to do Game of Thrones beers. Oma Gang! And I just happened to see the brand new Game of Thrones beer that must have been out for no more than the last couple of weeks, because I haven't seen it before today. Mm. Um, and the name. And called, what's that? And the name of it. It's very possible that it just came out. Yeah, it's called Winter is Here. It's got a badass picture of the Night's King. Mm-hmm, uh, this, mm-hmm. I think, might be the coolest label they've done, and they've done all theirs as pretty cool labels. It's a double white ale. It's quite strong, as all their beers have been, 8.3%. Yeah, you can smell that. <laughs> it's also. It's also kind of pretty. I'm looking through a frosted glass, but even I can see how fairly clear this is, which most of theirs have been fairly cloudy uh, on purpose, not because it's a lack of quality. The, the beers that they've brewed have done, been intentionally done to be cloudy and unfiltered looking. That's what this looks like to me. It is yours not look cloudy? Uh, it does. Uh, it's not. So a white ale is, is going to have wheat in it, which has a high amount of protein, so it's going to automatically lend itself to being not wheat? crystal clear. But this is very clear for this style of beer. Got it. Gotcha. In my estimation. Cool. Um, my mouth is watering here, so I'm going to go ahead and cheers you and give this a little taste. Okay. Um, it's good. I, the, this, most of their beers taste very similar to me. Really? Yeah. I mean, I haven't had a ton of their beers, but... Um... This one doesn't. You know what this tastes like? It tastes like very alcoholic Allagash, which is like probably yeah. what they're going for. Yeah, that's, I mean that's like one of the best like wits that you're gonna find. Right. Which is I actually usually don't like them. I, I like Allagash White, and I this is this isn't bad by any means. It's just that I don't I don't love that that one. There's that there's a particular flavor in the Omegang beers that is there in all of them. Um, I, the reason I probably don't like it is because I got real sick <laughs> one time on Three Philosophers. It was not, it was not no. good. <laughs> well, so a lot of the beers they do are that like Belgian style um, beer. So it's gonna be yeasty. There's gonna have that oh, like just the worst, just the worst word. 
Well, but that's the that's uh, that is that is an industry term. That's, that's fine. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, it's often like spiced, and in this again, in a similar way to like the wit, it's almost like a peppery. Uh, that's a phenolic um, after effect of that strain of yeast, which I really like. Okay. I don't have this style of beer very often, but when I do, sure. I look forward to it because that's the type of thing you expect from that. Um, it almost tastes like there's pepper in there. It's not pepper. It's actually a characteristic of that strain of yeast. Oh. Um, this one's got um, very nearly a novel on the back. <laughs> I'm going to read because I enjoy that. Please. For, for generations, the great houses have warred among themselves for control of the seven kingdoms. Now a greater peril looms in the north. The others. Their existence can no longer be denied. Winter is here, and with it comes the epic, perhaps final, battle. Fortify yourself with this Belgian-style double white ale, brewed with white pepper and sea salt. Oh, look, there's pepper in there. Ha-ha! <laughs> the aroma contains bready malt, clove, banana, and honey. The flavor has peppery spice up front and finishes with a hint of honey sweetness. This ale offers the unique flavors and aromas all Omegang ales are known for. Hey, look, there you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Inspired by deep insight into Belgian brewing and infused with Omegang's creative upstate New York spirit, each ale offers perfect balance and pure drinking pleasure. Oh, well done. Well done. I'm a fan of this. I like this. I like the bottle. I'm a fan of the bottle. I uh, I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not buying this again. It's not. But I'm okay with. I'm okay with having it right now. Well, these these beers are particularly expensive. Um, I I think I bought every one of them one time. You know. Sure. How much? Got- how much was this by you? I don't know. I bought a whole bunch of stuff, so I, I didn't look and see. Usually, there's usually there's a sticker with the price on these bottles, uh, and this one doesn't actually have it. Fair. I paid thirteen for it. I mean, I was just curious if this was uh, how the markup was going to be, considering the last few beers that I picked up have been overpriced compared to where you are. Uh, yeah, um, that one, that sounds about right for these. Like, yeah, some that range. I, I'm not, I'm not losing sleep over that one. That's, that no. seems about, that seems about right. Um, I, I, I feel like I've had all of them so far. What would, what were the other ones that came out? Uh, oh, I can actually tell you, because I think I've saved every bottle. Nice. Uh, actually, although, now that I'm realizing it, I think they're upstairs, so I'm going to look it up online. What a loser. Um, I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Was there one? There's one more season left. Is that how that's going down? Of the show, yeah. Yeah, that's sad, huh? Sad but good. I'm okay with an ending. I'm okay with I'm okay with things coming to an end. Well, so like the one of the issues that I have with it is like there's gonna be at least a year until we see it. Sure. Uh, more probably. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have. Um, oh, so it's funny. I thought they were gonna do seven of these but there's at least eight huh nine actually because the i'm looking on their page and for some reason this one's not on it i was gonna say once or twice i'm pretty sure i've seen more than one out at a time sometimes they kind of overlap well depending on where you're going if the evolve was built up because each one's been a one-off they haven't re-brewed them from my understanding okay um they brew a whole bunch of them because there's a big demand for it, but um, the, the intention for that was that they wouldn't continue to keep making it and keep it in stock. Gotcha. So there was the Iron Throne, the Three-Eyed Raven, 
Take the Black Stout, The Seven Kingdoms, Fire and Blood, Valar Harris, Valar Morgulis, Bend the Knee, and now Winter is Here. Maybe I didn't have all of them. I feel like out of out of all of those, only about four of them sounded familiar, so maybe I had only four of them, <laughs> plus this one. Yeah, no, I had all of these. Way to share, jerk. Um, <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure I did, or at least offered. No, you did. Uh, we had. I'm pretty sure we've done one of these on another episode. Did we? I think so. Like early on. Hmm. Al, this is episode 31. We've got some episodes under our belt now. Well, the reason I'm skeptical of us having done it for an episode is I don't remember us ever <clears throat> popping a cork for it. We definitely, we've definitely popped a cork. Did we? Yes. I think it was, it might have been super early on. It might have been back in the day <laughs> when we did that first episode, in air that, quotes here, that is... That one episode three that parts. three episodes? Yeah. We had some uh, wild ambitions when this started off. <laughs> yeah. We were going to do That's multiple movies in a sitting. Wild misconceptions for how long it was going to take us to talk about things. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Like, we, were like, what we, we had beers, like, lined up. We had we had movies we were gonna go through in like we're one three, episode. We're gonna do three beers in one hour episode, <laughs> or one hourish episode. <sighs> and then an hour and twenty minutes later, after talking about one movie without any of the news things that we did, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we realized um, we may have miscalculated. <laughs> we should uh, we should go back and and cut some of our uh, our greatest hits from those episodes. <laughs> that could be kind of cool. It There's take a also. Long time. There's a large backlog of just sound check audio. Like there's hours of the of the recording just being on and you and me just talking. Like not a, like not on air, just just getting ready for things. Well, especially that first time around, you you decided for some reason that you weren't gonna clip it. You were just gonna let it run and then clip it from there. It ended up working out pretty well. I guess so. I just but like you said, yeah, there was like an hour and a half between two episodes. There's like twenty <laughs> minutes of time. us just eating taquitos. Like there's no. <laughs> There's no there words. Like, We're just really hour, hungry. <laughs> there was an hour in the middle of one of our three parts of that first episode where the pizza came. Oh, yeah. Entered the door. We paid for the pizza. We ate the pizza and then got ready to continue on with the episode. <laughs> <laughs> the uncut version of that episode is real boring. <laughs> and really, really long. <laughs> that pizza was delicious, though. Oh, it was good pizza. Um... We were yeah, also like three beers in at that time, right? Oh, at least. I think we did two or three pre-show. Right. And an hour plus of That's, soundcheck. Maybe we should get back to that. We should get back to the pre-gaming with show. <laughs> well, Loo- we've been up. weirdly scrambling to get these ready the last couple times. I, I feel like we're going to have some fun episodes from an alcohol perspective coming up in the near future. Yeah, for sure. For some sure. of that you will be aware of, audience, and some of it you may not be aware of. <laughs> Gonna be great. Um, it's up to you to decide. <laughs> it's up to me to decide. I'm just trying. To, like, I don't remember popping the cork, and I was thinking about shooting the cork on this one because it's not under nearly as much pressure as a champagne bottle, and sure. I still think it would have made it for cool sound. Would have been cool to see if it hitting the wall came on on the uh, on the microphone or not. Uh, but then I realized that uh, there was about a 99.69 percent chance I was going to hit my screen and ruin my projector screen. So. So specific. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Um, here's a thing that we can talk about that we don't get to talk about on an, almost any episode. We talk about bottle art. We talk about yeah. can art. 
We've not Korkart. once talked about Korkart. <laughs> and I'm a fan of his cork with the Oma Gang logo on it. I'm, I'm saving this one. This one's going in the bucket. Also, it's a real cork, so I appreciate that. Not that fake crap. <laughs> yes, I appreciate it when they use real, real cork. Not that weird waxy shit. Yeah. yeah. What is that? What is that garbage? Ah. You know what? This this right here? Office decoration. Done. Nice. <laughs> It's on my and, computer right next to my Batman. <laughs> and thankfully you have an office that, you know, is allowed to have open containers of alcohol in it. Mm. I mean, that's pretty much every office that I've ever worked in. Really? Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's pretty great to be an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. No, this but, but this one's got my all my movie stuff too, so I got I, I hung I hung up my uh my metallic posters the other day that it's been it's been a year <laughs> they've been they've been on the floor for a year <laughs> but we, i was like you know what i gotta hang these up they're um are, have you, are you familiar with displate they make they make these really nice um printed metallic sheets uh of just all sorts of pop culture things um and the three that i have alliteration right on my wall it's memphis marty and max Memphis oh, I've seen those. Six. They weren't. They were like against the wall, right? Uh, yeah, they were just sitting on the floor against the wall. I had them hanging up at one point. Uh, they fell off the wall in the middle of the night and scared the ever living crap out of me. Nice. <laughs> so uh, I found a, a more secure. The thing is, all right. Here's the deal. <laughs> if you get these, they're they're awesome, and I suggest you buy them. They're really cool. I love them. Um, they come with this adhesive magnet. It's like M three, three M, three M tape. M three. <laughs> three <laughs> three on tape uh, on on one side of it, and you stick it to the wall, and it's just uh, a pretty decently powerful magnet that the uh, the plate sticks onto, and it's great, holds it, it's awesome. When we moved, I pulled it off the wall, and it's still super ridiculously thick, uh, sticky on it, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna try and reuse this, so I reused it, and it was great for like a a, for a few days, <laughs> and then the heat went on. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's what did it, and uh, and then they, they started falling off the wall one at a time in the middle of the night. Just you know, perfect timing. Just like you know, you know, right when you're falling asleep, like just yeah, like you're that, like kind of that bridge between sleep and awake. If you're um, what's his what's his name? Ben Bailey. If you're a fan of Ben Bailey, I was perfect cozy. If you don't get that reference, you need to go watch his stand up from years ago. It's wonderful. <laughs> but I was perfect cozy, and I'm 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 dozing off, and they just like. <laughs> downstairs, I'm like, good God! <laughs> and you know, new house. I'm like, we're we're dead. We're we're being robbed. Someone's here. They're gonna kill us. <laughs> it's, it's over. <laughs> Didn't happen. Um, let's let's get into uh, some of our our news stories here, or stories, or things that we want to talk about. It's not really a lot of news. Just just general musings. <laughs> yeah, that's actually probably the right way to put it. There's gonna be a fair amount of musing, a little bit of news. All right. So, first things first, I mentioned that there is potential MoviePass competition. Got an email today from Cinemark, and I was very excited because the email says Cinemark Movie Club. And honestly, if I had to choose to only go to this theater and no other theater ever again, I would totally do it. I love this that's theater. The, that's the one that we usually go this to, This is right? the one we go to. Yeah, this is the good theater. Um, and it says eight ninety nine in the in the email subject line. I'm like, ooh, ooh, what, what are you getting at here? Um... It's and then so I scroll through it. It's like eight ninety nine. It says one two D ticket per month, and I was like, oh, 
Like, well, that's not great. But then it says 20% off concessions. And I was like, well, now let's see. <laughs> we can make it work <laughs> if we really, really want to. Unused, unused tickets roll over. Not a bad deal. Share benefits with a friend. Now, I like that. I like that. Okay. Add-on tickets are eight ninety nine, so all tickets are eight ninety nine. Nice. Um, after the first one for the month, except for like three D and fancy viewings, all that jazz. And another big one here: waived online fees, which I love. Oh, cool! Can't stand those goddamn. Money. Here's yeah. Oh, oh, this ticket's cheap, and here's three. Give me three more dollars for the convenience fee. <laughs> Go to hell! <laughs> Just you could literally fire someone <laughs> and let me do this. It's Why am so, I being charged? It's so annoying to me that when you print online tickets, they charge you a fee to do the thing that should actually be uh, cheaper. It should be cheaper to print the ticket yourself, yeah. not more expensive. Yeah, it's like two dollars to print it, and then it's free for standard shipping. <laughs> I, it's infuriating to me. Ticket mask can go to hell. Um, here's the thing: part of me wants to switch over to this. Because I'm terrified of my movie pass putting somebody out of business. The only thing is, I'm not so worried about it putting the movie theater out of business just yet. Because that's not going to happen. If anybody's going out of business, it's movie pass right now. <laughs> just because I don't understand how this is even working. Basically, it's Ponzi scheme. So, uh, yeah. Um, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, for now, I'm going to stick with my movie pass. I don't understand the Ponzi scheme. <laughs> we, have, we have a friend. Well, he's more of an acquaintance. I mean, like, we used to be... We used Downgrade! To be Damn! <laughs> uh, we used to be friends. Uh, we've been fairly contentious for a long time now. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. But I didn't really talk to him much for a while, and then I kind of somehow dragged his way back into my life as, like, a friend of a friend situation. Mm. This guy I went to high school. I've known him for 15 years. Um, so but you don't like him. He has his own business. Okay. And me and one of our other friends, who I will remain nameless, um, will periodically ask him about this business that's been gestating for like eight years that is allegedly conducting business now, but we don't know what he does. And mm. he claims to have all these partnerships with other companies, but most of those companies, I feel like they're not real. Okay. He has a website with links to these companies. What's like, the website? Oh, I guess that would give it away. You're going to have to share them. Well, considering his name is in the, the title of the, the company, it would give it away. Got it. Um, one of the companies, I clicked on like the company. I was like, this doesn't seem right. Let me click on the address. Oh, it's in, it's in Pakistan. Fantastic. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So... Me and my friend... Um, Sometimes you set your LLC up in Delaware. <laughs> Sometimes. Pakistan. Exactly. <laughs> um, which of all, the uh, of all the countries in the world, like, the fuck? But uh, yeah, so me and one of my friends will just periodically bust his balls about this. Okay. <laughs> and we always, yeah. Oh, guy so guy stuff. <laughs> What's that? Guy stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're like, oh, hey, so uh, how's the company going? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's going, it's coming along. It's really going good. Oh, Yeah. Uh, well, we noticed you haven't like updated your website in like six months. So, when are they going to crack that this is a Ponzi scheme? <laughs> yeah, it's not a Ponzi scheme. Oh, really? So, can you explain to us exactly how it is that you guys make money? Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's this and this and this. so it's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> <laughs> just rude. And like, he just like wants a snap, and it's like, I, 
I, I, we can't not do it to him. We just can't not do it to him. <laughs> That's great. Um, either way, I, for now, I'll stick with Movie Pass. But if Movie Pass was not, here's the thing: if Movie Pass wasn't an option, I would totally be on board with this, especially because I love this theater. And there's, of course, I'm going to go at least once a month. Yeah. Done. Um, also, twenty percent off my popcorn. That's going to help. Nice. You know, I love a good popcorn and a Coke with my movie. I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, there's something so intrinsically tied between the popcorn and the movie. And the funny thing is, like, even for me, the popcorn and the movie came before I really remember going to movie theaters. I remember watching, like, being, like, four or five years old, being an only child at the time, and, like... All the I good watch- old days. Yeah, and, like, I would watch... <laughs> Sorry, Dominic my- and Gianna. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch a movie with my parents, or yeah, when they were young, whatever. Either way, and it, like my dad would throw in a bag of popcorn in the microwave, yeah. like you know, yeah, this is sure. like before I even really remember going to movie theater. I remember like it's a Friday night and watch. I've had him rent um, Return of the Jedi for the 18th time, and naturally, um, and you know, we're having popcorn and we're watching a movie at home. So it's you know, it's just it's like one of those things that's almost like amongst the pantheon of American things, like you know, apple pie and Chevrolets. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> It's true though. Like I, it's it just goes so well together. I, like I remember, I just remember like you know going to Blockbuster. May it rest in peace. And getting <laughs> you can see I did a write up about this months back. Yeah. And it's just like the just I remember getting remember that bucket. It's like a cardboard bucket. And the popcorn is in the bottom of it, and you yeah, put it in the microwave, it up, and, and it's just it's just brilliant. Like this, you provided the treat and the vessel. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like this is great. Uh, but it goes so well together. Here's the thing. Here's the problem with the popcorn. Um, no matter what I do, I am almost done or completely done by the time the movie starts. Yeah. Now, for me, it's not... Uh, well, see, the thing is, the theater you go to has usually like 40 minutes of trailers. Yeah. Uh, the one I go to has like 10. Fair. So, <laughs> That's fair. Um, so my popcorn usually makes it to about 10 to 15 minutes into the movie. Right. Mine usually doesn't. Or I'm done. Or like I, 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 the thing is, I've, I've stopped myself, right? I've been like, I'm not eating this until the movie starts. I'm going to wait. Then the the first name comes on. Yeah. The fr- yeah. The first name comes on the screen. I'm like, Where, what? And I turn the bucket upside down and it's empty. <laughs> and I don't understand what happened. It's, I, I feel like there's just a, there's a, a gap in my memory in time right there where the popcorn is just inhaled. <laughs> It's, it's like it's like one of those things so where it's good. like you're looking around. It's like, oh, someone stole my popcorn. No, no, my mouth is salty and buttery. No, I ate the popcorn. Right. Okay. No. Okay. No, there's I, no theft. I ate the popcorn. I take it back. I don't turn the bucket over because if I turn the bucket over, the rest of it would fall out. And here's what I'm getting at. There's why is it <laughs> that the first half of the popcorn bucket is amazing and the second half is just garbage? <laughs> like it's just little itty bitty. Is it from the pressure of me pushing down into the popcorn bucket? Uh. Well, not. So much of that pressure is just gravity and the nature of. No, no, no. Um, it's 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 not an okay amount of popcorn to be. It's just completely dismembered. So the thing is, like, with how light and fluffy popcorn is, mm-hmm. and the differing shapes of the kernels, and this and that, and the fact that the fully unpopped kernels are significantly heavier than, like, or denser rather than the popcorn, it creates its own natural filter that will allow that to sh- shift over time down to the bottom. Fair. Still sucks. 
Well, so the, the thing is, you're thinking about this all wrong. Because you have a feature-length movie worth of trailers before the feature-length movie, does your place have free refills? It does. It does. I'm... Listen... <laughs> I, I'm, so, I'm not stooping to that level just yet. I can't do it. <laughs> it's not give only it do in. you have the means and the opportunity, no. you have the inspiration considering Kim is into horses. Just hook the barrel of popcorn up to your face like a feed bag, eat oh. the popcorn, and get it refilled before Man, the movie starts. That's brilliant. Alright, I guess I know what we're doing for Star Wars. <laughs> So we're, we're we've gone naturally. This is what we do now, right? We go way off track, but wait, like long before we get to the movie. Um, so at, at this point is when I would normally rein us back in. I'm just gonna go a little further. Uh, so <laughs> Kim and I went to this really awesome dinner. This is a place heirloom kitchen by us. They just this incredible chef, and they like have a rotating menu. So it's like every week something comes off the menu and something new comes on. So like if you go every I don't know, like I don't know month and a half or so you could probably have a whole new menu that you haven't seen before which is kind of cool um they gave us so they gave us this little they give you this little board of like a chef's compliment beforehand it's like a it's like a pre-appetizer it's like a little tiny little bitty thing and there was i i can't even remember what it was what the what the main piece of it was because the second part of it was so mind-blowing but it was this little thing whatever it was not important on top of this dusted popcorn now it looked like breadcrumb, okay. but it was clearly popcorn that had probably been through some sort of food processor or something like that. Go on. You put it on your tongue, and are you familiar with Pop Rocks? <laughs> I am. That sensation, but just you it was just a movie theater in my mouth. <laughs> it, was un- it was unreal. <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> Bringing it back now. Movie pass for the win right now. Seeing where this goes. Very excited. Um, it will be the reason I see Star Wars the fourth time, because all the other tickets have been purchased already, so we're, this is, this we're past that. This may have been our most ridiculous tangent ever. Uh, I, you know, it's just, it is, it is, as they say, what it is. <laughs> so, well, you, know, you know what it is, is, you know, we haven't really spoken much outside of the episode the last couple of weeks. Sure. So we're just kind of like catching up now. Yeah, this is you and me hanging out. We just record it. Here's the thing. You still listen to it. Like, the, the, <laughs> I don't, maybe you like it. Maybe this is what you come for. I have no idea. If you do, cool. I don't get it. I enjoy talking to you, you know, but I don't think I would listen to me talking to you. Yeah. But um, if you do, thanks. You know what? Write us. <laughs> Let us know. I'm at AEJ Costanzo. Hit me up on Twitter. I will respond to you. Uh, so... Uh, getting back slightly, getting back on track. Uh, Star Wars is dangerously close. Yeah. Um, so it's like what eight, nine days, nine days now. Yeah. Although so, the funny thing is, this episode will be airing the day that we're going to see Star Wars. That is correct. That is correct. Which is kind of cool as well. I like that. Because we're still, like, I don't know about you, I have, like, this barely reined-in insanity going on right now. Dude, I am losing my mind. Here's what happened. You sent me that goddamn Rolling Stone article, and it was <laughs> it was amazing. And it was this treat, like, to the point where, like, usually I, someone sends me a long article, I'm like, oh, goddammit. Like, I, I, I'm cool with a page or something, but you, you send me this thing, and it's absurdly long, and I'm like, 
loving every line. Like, so what what has happened was I've been like taking every time I need like a break or five minutes, whether I'm do, like you know I'm cooking and I'm waiting for something on a timer, I'll just like I'll pull it up and I'll start reading a little bit more. And I'm just taking it in in small doses because I'm trying to make it last until the goddamn movie comes out because I'm so excited. See, that's the funny thing. Like, I feel like that's often like how you experience that sort of thing when you either click on a lo- an article and you realize, oh, like, this is more than like three paragraphs. This is like a long right. thing or someone sent it to you. But that, when it's something on a topic that I'm interested in, I actually like it because like you, yeah. it may take me all day to read the article because I'm yeah. going to read it five minutes here, five minutes there. But I actually kind of like that. Oh, no. Let me let me, let me me clear that up. I, I appreciate you sending it to me. I do like the article. What I don't like is how like I'm so excited for this movie. It's just, it's, too, it's overwhelming. And to the point where the other day, we're at work and we're talking about who's we, we we do our work in two week sprints, okay? And at the beginning of it, we plan out the work and we decide we know who's going to be in, who's got days off. We discuss capacity and how many things like how much stuff people can get done, right? And uh, I, at the very end of it, I was like, I was I was registering people's days off. I was like writing them down, making sure everything was cool. I was like, oh right, I'm not going to be here next Friday. Neither is Charlie. <laughs> and and people, they were like, what? I was like, yeah. He's, we're doing something, not together, but in spirit. <laughs> he's doing the same thing. He's, we took off the day. Our time off request just says Star Wars. I was saying, I don't know if it was the same in this. Are you still the same company that you were with? Yeah. When we saw Force Awakens? Yeah. Because uh, I remember that time you sending me a screenshot of your This is request the, this the, is the third time I've done that. <laughs> third time I've done it. Nice. Yep. I love it. And it's, I mean, it's going to happen a few more times, as it's, it seems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, um, I'm so excited. I'm just like, my mind keeps coming back to it, especially now that we've gotten to the point where they're just starting to re- release the little breadcrumbs. Right. Like, 45 minutes before we, uh, I got on the call with you, um, there was an article that said, let's give you the first three words that Luke Skywalker says in the movie. No! JJ with the Force Awakens and all of them and now are doing it like Gareth Edwards, Ryan Johnson. I love that they're all having fun with it. Ryan Johnson obviously loves this because he signed on to do a separate trilogy, which he's mm. playing super coy with, like not letting anyone know what it is. Yeah. But like also teasing people about it. I'm so excited. Like today he said that he loved Knights of the Old Republic games. Loved it so much. Uh-huh. But it's not Knights of the Old Republic people. Uh, like, so don't do that to me. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He's like he's being a jerk because you can see he's totally in his element with this. So yeah, so they they've been doing this thing where like last week they were like, Oh, we'll tell you the very first word of the movie that's spoken. We're like we are <laughs> And then today it was, oh, we'll tell you the first three words that Luke Skywalker says. Who are you? Oh my god. Oh, it's, oh, it's so Spoilers. real. Spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, screw it. Um, Especially when you see, like, the way that the, the article framed it, too. So, are you ready to find out what the first spoken words by Luke Skywalker are on, on the big screen since 1983? And I'm like, ah! <laughs> 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 the thing is, I don't think anything could live up to the, you and me talking about, like, pre, pre-movie when we saw Force, Force Awakens after so many years have elapsed, right? And we were just like... So excited! We're so ex- and and this is kind of great because I I um, I feel almost as excited, which is which is pretty hard to do. The yeah. the difference is there's no there's hasn't been that gap in time which which exponentially just increases it. 
I feel like. But I'm, I'm pretty close, which is impressive. Yeah, one year, one year is less than 10. So, <laughs> so thank you. Um, so what I just remember, like, when we were, we were talking about, like, what's going to happen? Like, all of a sudden, we were, we were speculating. Where's it going to go? Like, what's going to happen here? Like, what's what's the deal with Luke? Like, what are we going to find out about him? It's like, we haven't heard of him. We haven't seen him in the trailers. We haven't. We don't know what's going on. And the first <laughs> lines of the title scroll, and the t- <laughs> we just look towards each other and go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so good. <laughs> uh, but I can't wait. Um, little teaser. I don't know. We're going to try and pull it off. Hopefully, we can do it. We're going to try and put up our initial reactions um, from seeing the movie Thursday night. So, yeah, I'm like 20, 30 minutes maybe? Uh, I was thinking we're just going to start recording when we leave the theater. In the car? Wherever. Just, <laughs> we're just going to record. Just because I want it real. I don't want to. Are we sitting with the same group of people like Kim, Damien? I'm not sure Kim's going. She's come because she's going Sunday. She hasn't. I, she's not sure if she's coming yet. Uh, Chris is probably going to come. James might okay. come if he's off. If, he, if he's able to be off from work. Damien is uh, in the air right now. Here's the thing. I have six seats. <laughs> I, well, just, I, I, I just. I just buy seats. seats like. Yeah, I just buy seats, and we see who fills them. Uh, and if if people don't fill them, we have we have places for our jackets. Yeah, that's all. I mean, I probably could return them too. They they kind of allow that. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, we're gonna try to just re- we'll do a quick reaction thing. We'll probably put something in the title of it like "This is going to be spoilerific." Like we're not like we're just gonna talk about enjoying this movie after the fact. And I say enjoying well, because I, we're gonna enjoy this movie. <laughs> it's happening. Well, I wasn't gonna correct you on that. I was gonna correct you on the talk thing because it's gonna be yell, scream, babble, if, uh, gasp. If- if there's one complete thought, you'll be lucky, <laughs> right? Like we'll just be like in just just like so frazzled from seeing ugh. adrenaline, etc., and so on. And then just to give you a little preview, so we'll be doing that the next day. Al and I will see it again. We'll calm down for five minutes, and then we'll record an actual episode, which we will put up probably the week, follow, after. The week after. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's coming. It's real. It's here. It's so close. <laughs> uh, it's going to be amazing. Uh, moving on. You have something to bring me about the MCU, DCEU. I have a little something myself. Okay. So there was... We're not going to do this weekly. We haven't done it weekly, but we've done it a couple times. Just it's been, it's been the past four well, weeks, I think. What's that? It's been for like the past four weeks. Uh, did we do it last week? I feel like we didn't do it last week. We did a little we did bit. It most of the last few weeks. We did a little last week. Um, well, anyway, I read The Ringer just about every day, or at least I check in. Some days I read a few articles, some days I read no articles. But I always kind of peruse and see what's up there. And, uh, last week I saw, well, it was, a, it was a, the end of last week. It was after we recorded last week's episode. Um, it was, um, well, this is the title of the article. What's next for Marvel's, oh, fuck, I can't read the whole thing. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Technical difficulties What's over there? What's next for Marvel Cinematic Universe? No, because I would have to scroll up a little bit to see it. Like, I have it on the, on the tab on the internet. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it doesn't have the action, it doesn't have it, like, down to the top, and I have to scroll way down this very long article, which I was not going to go all the way back and try and figure out where this came from again. Fair. What's next for Marvel Cinematic Universe is the title of the article. <laughs> okay. Which, and, like, the reason that this was, I found this to be interesting is because basically the, the, this was looking at the MCU through the lens of when they started this in 2008 with the first Iron Man, um, 
there was no such thing as these connected universes. The only really universe like that was Star Wars. You had other movies where there was episodic and it was connected like an X-Men, but it wasn't really like an extended universe in that. It was a sure. linear story. It was a franchise, not a universe. And this is talking about the evolution from franchise to universe and how Marvel has successfully executed it, which we've discussed many times, and talking about how these other companies are trying to bootstrap their way to the same thing, which is something that you and I have criticized often, specifically right. with DC, that you have to actually put in the work and build the framework, not just start building the house, but without a foundation, you're just like, there's a wall up over there, and then there's floor over there, and then there's a roof already, even though there's no other wall that's holding it up. Um, so <laughs> this is talking about DC, um, the universal uh, dark universe with the monsters and stuff like that. Um, and I don't want to go into the whole article, but there was something in here that was almost smacking of news to me, and that's why. So I'm going to read you this one paragraph from, again, Hit source me. properly from The Ringer. DC Entertainment, unprofitably late to the party, recently opted to abandon the universe model, but not quite. Quote, our intention, certainly, moving forward, is to use the continuity to help make sure nothing is diverging in a way that doesn't make sense. But there's no insistence upon an overall storyline or interconnectivity in that universe, said DC Entertainment President Diane Nelson. Quote, Moving forward, you'll see the DC movie universe being a universe, but one that comes from the heart of the filmmaker who's creating them. Similarly, Universal has begun to walk back from its so-called dark universe, which was kickstarted with The Mummy, with plans to eventually link in Frankenstein, Dracula, and Phantom of the Opera. Quote, We've learned many lessons throughout the creative process on Dark Universe so far, and we're viewing these titles as filmmaker-driven vehicles, each with their own distinct vision, said Universal President of Production Peter Kramer hinting at, but not committing to, a pivot away from the interconnected model. So those two paragraphs I found particularly important because something that's been kind of rumored and speculated about DC and their attempts to build this Justice League, you know, universe so-called, it seems like they're, they're basically admitting, this didn't work, we're not doing it anymore. Right. Which people have been speculating that when they announced that the rejiggered version of the Flash movie we're getting would now be Flashpoint, that's how you reset the universe. Right. And it seems like they're moving on with it being connected storylines that aren't a cohesive universe in the way that Marvel is, because they realize that they fucked it up and there's no way to fix it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Do that. That's fine. I I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with them being like separate. Like each thing being its own movie or its own series. That's that's great. Um, they're doing that already on the goddamn CW. Like <laughs> the yeah. Flash and Arrow, and I know there's Supergirl and there's Legends of Tomorrow, but I don't watch those because Supergirl was just brutal to get into. I when it was on CBS, it was just uh, it it was it was a bad show. I don't know if it's gotten better, but I can't get into it. Legend of Tomorrow is like the rejects from all the, <laughs> from the other shows. I can't get into that one either. I love Flash and Arrow. Big fan. And I follow them. But it, I love what they do. There's, they're their own things. There's a nod here and there to other people. There was actually a nod to Bruce Wayne the other day. And I was like, oh, that's cute. That's adorable. Love it. That's, you know, that's, yeah, we're in the same universe. Right. This is DC. And they have the crossover events, too. Yes. And that's there's one going on like right now, right? Yeah, and that's and that's cool, you know. Like every once in a while, there's the once per season, twice per season, they'll they'll get the band back together for like a, an episode or two, like which 
That's awesome. But here's the fun thing. You can watch... You can still stick to your... Like, if you just like Arrow, you can still stick to it. It's written in a way that you can understand what's going on, and you don't need the context of the previous episode in that arc. And that's yeah. that's very comic book, right? Yeah. Like, having... You have this one series, right? And then you have this other series, and there's... If you read them side by side, they have a companionship, like, where they, they work together for a few parts of the story and then they separate and go their separate ways again like that's really cool i i i think they're killing it with that stuff like they're doing a really good job granted uh arrow and flesh this season i'm not as into it as i have been before but the show's been on for a while now and like they're they're trying i feel like it's getting a little fatigue for me but still like i it's it's done better than these movies are going and if you well, did that's the thing is, i think what you said was was a good point that this is what they're already doing on the show and on the shows, and I think it fits a show model better than a movie model. Yeah, I don't like the Marvel t- like network TV shows. I've tried watching them. I've watched. Uh, them. I, I won't. I can't. I, I couldn't even get through the trailers, man. I love the Netflix ones. The Netflix ones are great, and they're doing almost halfway in between the MCU. And those DC connected shows, they're more tightly bound together than the DC shows are, but not so tightly bound as the MCU movies are. Yeah. Right. It's here's the thing. I like I said, I like I'm enjoying Arrow. I'm enjoying Flash. I would really enjoy a Batman series in this style. I would enjoy it. I would have a good time with it. I don't know that they're, they'll ever do it because of the, I don't know what the deal is with Gotham and Fox and how that works and if there's anything there. Um, or if they just don't want to touch it because Batman's been done to death at this point, which is also a possibility. Well, I, don't they, I don't think they could do it with Fox. So that could be I, – I mean I think we kind of got more or less what we wanted or at least what I wanted unless there's anything more you want to discuss on this topic. I just thought considering all the talk we've done in the last few months and all the speculation mm-hmm. on these things – it's good to see that they're finally admitting that they fucked up and they can't do it and they can't fix it. That, yeah, that's fair. Uh, on that same topic... It sounds like they have a, it it did, like they have a plan, finally. Like yeah. an actual plan to follow. It didn't have to be this bad, though. And I, I'm saying, you know, it's not probably not fair for me to say that, but I read a um, like a, a brief on the original script for Justice League, and it sounded so good! <laughs> it sounded like it was awesome! And then something ha- this happened. Yeah. And again, I didn't hate Justice League. I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. It was just not. It's just not. It 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 needs to be put to bed. The whole thing. <laughs> and it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Um, our movie well, for this week has a production. What? Well, no. I said this. I guess this is kind of a decent segue to the one bit of actual news that I have. Oh, hit me. So, what you were bringing up, and what made me think about this now, sorry, um, I didn't mean to cut you off, but when you brought up the thing about what the deal was with Fox and Gotham and stuff like that, so we talked about a few weeks ago, I brought to you that Disney is seeking to purchase 21st Century Fox, Mm -hmm. and that it was kind of just part of this ongoing discussion that maybe it'll happen tomorrow, maybe it'll happen a year from now. It sounds like something's going to be announced, like, in the next week or two. Really? Because I'm seeing some more concrete stuff now about what specifically would be going over. Because Fox, Big Fox, isn't the whole thing that's being sold. They're selling the movie and TV aspect of it. Sure. 
um, meaning not the flagship Fox channel, not Fox News, not that piece of what uh, News Corp owns. It would be the movies and the TV shows, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All those studios would move over to Disney and stuff like that. And even now I'm seeing, um, this is the reason that I, I haven't even seen it because it, it crept into the sports part of it, um, talking about how the flagship Fox Sports, Fox Sports 1, would stay with Fox and News Corp. But regional Fox channels, like in the Midwest, there's like, and in the South, there's like Fox specific branded channels that specific teams play on. So similar to the way like the Yes Network works. Although I don't know if, if Yes Network would be, because Yes Network is owned by Fox actually, or in, in the majority stake is owned by Fox, not the whole thing. I don't know if that can, that uh, is is this would fall into this thing that but basically like Fox South or Fox St. Louis or whatever they have like different versions of that sort of thing. Right. Those would all be moving over to Disney as well, which hmm. I guess would make them loop in, into the branding of ESPN probably since Disney owns ESPN ABC. Interesting. But the reason I, I cut that off there is because I don't know how that would work if Gotham would be included in this or not because it's a Fox brand. But AOL Time Warner owns the DC stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird cross-breed thing. Since Disney owns Marvel, I don't know how it would work putting a flagship DC property on that. You know what I mean? What are they doing to Batman? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, Leave I'm him alone. That's going to be going over the next weeks and months. But it sounds like, well, I guess by the time this episode airs, they it might be done. Already or are very soon to be doing that. Right. But I thought that was kind of a big important thing. And and what I hadn't considered before, what I was thinking about when I was talking about it with someone today was that this would finally give the opportunity. So I just happened to catch a little bit of the remake of Fantastic Four the other day. I never saw it. The Josh Trank one with mm-hmm. uh, Kate Mara and all of them. Yeah. Uh, it's considered one of the worst movies ever made, I guess, recent in recent times. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I was watching the first 20 minutes or so, and that was more or less inoffensive to me. It wasn't particularly good, but I didn't find it particularly bad either. But I guess that that would fall under the branding that would go back and revert back to Marvel and, and Disney. Interesting. Fantastic Four and X-Men are both Fox-licensed properties of Marvel that they fight over and that Marvel's been trying to reclaim. They did that similarly with Sony with um, Spider-Man and they are kind of sharing Spider-Man. So that wouldn't be included in this. But, right. Um, I'd be curious to see, especially contingent upon like our talks uh, in recent weeks about where the next phase of Marvel movies are going if they start to retire characters. If you bring, to fill that void, if you bring the Fantastic Four back. And recast them for the third time. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I, I'm I'm hoping there's more news on this. It, it's kind of it's very interesting. So we'll see. Uh, well, that's why I brought it up. Is considering I saw that that was kind of rumbling through the grapevine today. I thought that was something that was relevant to what we've discussed recently, and that's one bit of kind of real news. Right. Um, do you want to give a little precursor to this film that we're about to get into? The discussion on A24? Yes. So, 
I don't know if any of you or all of you have heard of A24. They're kind of this up-and-coming indie studio, I guess, uh, for the last couple of years at least. Um, and I've been finding that I've been watching their movies. And I like them. Which so, is weird. That's what were you going to say? What, so can you give me some, some of the films? Uh, well, so that's the funny thing is... Um, I rented Free Fire. I actually saw Free Fire when it came out at the time of its theatrical release. Uh, we were going to do an episode then, and you weren't able to find the time to see it, so we so didn't bummed about that. do it. Um, so I kind of put it on the back burner, and we were discussing things to do in this kind of open space between the couple of releases that just came out a few weeks ago and Star Wars. And we're like, I was like, oh, I already saw this, and I just saw recently that it's like went to DVD and stuff like that, so you should be able to find it. So Anthony wants, had been wanting to see it. So... I got the Blu-ray from Redbox, and it had a bunch of previews and stuff, which you don't see so much on those anymore. Um, but all of them were A24 movies, which I thought was kind of cool. That's cool. And so I saw some, and I was like, oh, hey, I remember seeing this trailer. I think it was when I just went to see uh, Free Fire earlier this year. Uh, that was the first time I saw a trailer for this our hopefully next week's episode, the three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri or whatever. Mm -hmm. That is an A24 uh, film. Uh, Moonlight, the Marshala Ali movie. Oh, yeah. Was that was great. A24. Uh, Spring Breakers was, I think, the first big one. Oh, really? Um, Room, the uh, Brie Larson vehicle, was also. <laughs> and on the final one, which kind of confused me, I was like, this is kind of an anachronism on this trailer because these are some of them. There was another movie and I don't remember the name of it now. I kind of skipped it because I realized I was like, oh, when I went to see um, Free Fire, I saw that trailer as well. It's for this horror movie that looks creepy as fuck. I don't even know what it's called. Um, but then there was a trailer for Ex Machina, which I forgot was an A24 movie. That's a, wow. Yeah, I, I just pulled up the list. Um, yeah, that movie's fantastic. We, I love it. We haven't done an episode on that, have we? Uh, no, we have not done an episode on that. I've only seen that movie one time. That's I love happened. it. I need to go buy it because it's such a great movie. I think we should. I think we should do an episode on that movie together in person after just watching it. We'll have to. Uh, we'll have to set that up. Um, I, I could do that. You said Room was the Brie Larson. What'd you say? Vehicle. Oh, uh, Brie, Brie Larson vehicle. Funny enough, lock the vehicle the, Tom, with the Tom Hardy. <laughs> also, um, an A twenty four film. Oh, did you know that? I didn't realize this. Tusk! Tusk. Was... Oh my god! <laughs> I had no idea that that was... Wow. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right there. Gotta love... I love me some Tusk. And uh, I realized, what? as I was looking at those lists of movies that I had seen that were on this channel, or that I wanted to see, I was like, you know what? These all have different directions and stuff like that, but they all do feel kind of thematically similar in a certain way. Both... Like, well, the visual aesthetic and some of the themes and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? I'm on board with this. I want to see where this all goes because they get some really good actors to do these movies. Right. Yeah. I, hmm. I have to, uh, I'm going to have to dig into some of these. I'm curious to see where the disaster artist goes. Uh, we'll have to, uh, Oh, I'm hearing people are raving about that. I know. So we're going to have to check that sucker out. Uh, um, oh, and everyone is also raving about, raving about this movie Lady Bird that just came out as well. Hmm. This is exciting. And, and the killing of a sacred deer. Man, this 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 group is just hitting everything out of the park right now. 
Well, okay. So out of this, out of this, these these movies here, I've now I've seen three. If I'm if unless I'm missing anything, I've seen Tusk. I've seen Free Fire now, which we'll we'll get into soon. And uh, what was the other one? Uh, and Next Machina. Yes. Which and, and so far I'm pretty happy. So I, I and this is something that you were talking about last week about this is a thing that we're getting to attached to now. You're seeing yeah. a production company and you're recognizing that and you're like, oh, okay, I'll see a movie that they're behind. Well, that's what it was like, uh, like because the re- that was the reason I brought it up last week was the fact that we were doing Free Fire and we were doing Three Billboards and I knew both of those were A24. I had forgotten completely that. Ex Machina was until I was just looking at this list, and now that I'm realizing that Moonlight and The Room were as well, and I think um, there's another one that's coming out too, or just came out. I, I forget now. No, sorry, I, I lost it. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that, that that three billboards. You said that was on here. I don't see it on um, the list. I'm, oh, you know, I'm not seeing it on this list, but I'm quite sure that it was. Uh, either way, I do want to see that movie. Shout out to. Toby Holmes, cheers, mate. Uh, co-worker of mine. I'm gonna. I have to. I have to reach out to him. See if he wants. I know he's very interested in it. I'll have to see if he wants in on one of these episodes. We we got to start doing wait, some guest appearances. Wait, who is he? Uh, one of my co-workers. Oh, and he's wait. Sorry, what does he have to do with this? Uh, he recommended that uh, that movie to me, the Three oh, Billboards. Okay, okay, and uh, no, I, I was only. I was trying to look something up while listening to you say that, and I. <laughs> I thought you said that he was involved in the making of this movie. That was what got there into my brain. And star, I was like, star of the movie. <laughs> no, well, I mean, he could have been a writer or that's fair. producer that's fair. or something. You know what I mean? Like, I... that is that's true. Um, yeah, so I definitely I that's it's. I'm glad you brought this up because I'm gonna want to go through this and I'm gonna I'm gonna put these movies on my list and when they pop up, I'm gonna watch them specifically because of a twenty four. Like I'm gonna, I, I do want to see them because of that. I'm so far so good. So let's yeah. see what else you got. Um, with that said, let's get into Free Fire. This movie is a treat. <laughs> uh, I was interested in. I forget it was a long time ago that we saw the trailer for this. We saw it together. So some movie that we saw was it Logan? Wait, wait. Not only did we see it together, we didn't even see the whole thing together. I saw the whole thing, and you walked in on the last 30 seconds of the trailer, and you were like, oh, that looks kind of cool. What is that? So was that... And I feel... It was when we saw Hacksaw Ridge, because I remember I was sitting, waiting for you and Kim to come in. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And, well, did that pay off? Because this movie... I remember, like, at the time, when we saw it, and then both of us forgot that movie existed, and then I saw a trailer for it when it was actually getting its theatrical release, because it was one of these... Seems like a lot of these A twenty four movies like kind of go to festivals first before they get sure. fully widely distributed. And then when I saw it, I was like, "That name sounds familiar." And I clicked on it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is the movie I wanted to see!" And that's how we ended up like first discussing seeing it. So let's do a quick recap because I'm sure I, I, I mean we this popped on screen for a trailer once uh, when we were together, and then maybe I saw a trailer for it one or two other times, but. I think when I saw it, I sent it to you to remind you about it. Right. So from from IMDb, Free Fire, set in Boston in 1978, a meeting in a deserted warehouse between two gangs turns into a shootout and a game of survival. That's the plot. Um, the 
what was it six nine percent something that you threw out earlier today uh that of this movie takes place in a single room yep and really cool a very uh very much like reservoir dogs ask like if you if that was a genre like this is that <laughs> that this fits in that genre <laughs> right so like it's just it's it's brutal right it's gut-wrenching it's over it's there's a lot of things that are over the top it it totes the line like it knows when it's being ridiculous and it embraces it which is beautifully done well the funny thing about it is like there's certain instances where it's like okay everything is just getting out of control and then it's like well let's flip a coin is it going to double down on that or is it going to slightly rein itself back in because there's no middle ground. It either is like, okay, let's take our foot off the accelerator for a minute, let's pause, and do something stupid. And then they just punch you in the like, nose. <laughs> yes. Or it's like, oh, we're getting crazy, we're getting crazy, let's throw gasoline under this fire. Here, here's the thing. There's there's so much, there's so many cool things that go on in this movie, and there's so many things that I want to talk about that I don't want to beat around the bush here. I do want to get into spoilers. So here's what I'm going to say up front. This movie is good. If you like, if you follow us and you enjoy the movies that we enjoy, you will like this movie. Like, you'll love this movie. It's fun. It's a good time. Yeah, it's fun. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's either the dumbest smart movie or the smartest dumb movie you've seen in a while. Who cares? Um, actually, I have one thing I'll say about it. Like, for anyone who's, like, interested in it, who may or may not know, well, it's not like you won't get the reference, but, like, get it, get it. And I want to talk about it more once we go through the spoiler thing. But the I, after like starting to sit down and watch again, I was just getting myself in the mindset to watch the movie. And I was like, you know what this movie is? It's a feature-length live-action episode of Archer. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I like that. I uh, the, from the writing perspective, sure. Like it's it's witty. There's there's really great dialogue. Uh, that's that is one of the keys here, right? The the entire movie. There's a lot of talking in this movie, and. Uh, unfortunate yeah. for me because my hearing is not fantastic. I have the subtitles on, which is fine, and I, I, I just so that I can catch every little thing because there's a lot going on constantly, and I do feel like if I didn't have them on, I would have missed some things. I don't know if that's a problem for other people or if it was just a problem for me and my hearing. Well, I it's weird. I kind of had some, a little bit of a trouble as well too. Not because I have trouble with hearing per se, but I was watching it in my basement on the projector with the surround sound and the nature of my speakers and the way it's set up action and music come through really loud dialogue doesn't come in through so loud so i was constantly playing this game where i was altering raise the volume lower the volume raise the volume lower the volume people are sleeping in the the house and you're right whenever it gets quieted down and people are talking i can just whisper just talking to each other I had to quickly like turn the volume up otherwise i was going to miss a line or two but then the gun started going off and i had to bring it way down because it was not Dunkirk-esque but like a couple right. steps behind Dunkirk as far as like the rattling and, and echoing of gunshots off of things in my years on this movie mm-hmm. so I could understand how you'd have problems with that the subtitles were probably a good call yeah, so, and that's the thing, like, which is, it, it kind of sucks for me, because I do have this issue, um, w- especially with a movie like this, where there is uh, peppered it, well, not peppered in, but, like, basically one-for-one action dialogue scenes, <laughs> so uh, there's, I love a good dialogue scene, like, I just, I, I love it, I love when there's, like, this, this really witty banter that's going on between the characters, um, it makes it, I'm okay with it when it's not um, executed well, I love it even more when it feels natural. Which, uh, it's, this, again, this movie is, like, 
it's half and half. Like if you you kind of you blur the lines, like it's very it's very over the top and ridiculous in a lot of ways. But the the dialogue is a lot of fun, and just yeah. as you know, like a huge Kevin Smith fan, like this is that's what it reminds me of, like his dialogue. Well, that's why I said it reminded me of Archer because there was like people trying to be smart and cool and debonair, and then also people just lowest common denominator stuff. <laughs> right. And then there's the ridiculous violence that at times is super tight and at other times it's just completely wild. There's the fact that there's intermingled idiocy and intelligence at the same right. time. It's, it's, it's a perfect it's balance. A perfect balance of calculus and piss and fart jokes. Exactly. And, <laughs> and the fact, like, we haven't quite got to the spoiler like value yet, but the crux of what sets off this clusterfuck... Oh my god. ...is so stupid and petty... That's yeah. why I'm saying, like, it, this is 100% an episode of Archer. Yeah, and, but, and here's, the, that's, that's the, like, the dumb part of it, right? Like, the, yeah. it's, like, so stupid and petty, but the fun fact is that they, they spoon-feed it to you up front if you go back and, and re-watch the scenes. Like, they're telling you exactly what's gonna happen. Yes. And you it's, know it's this great. is going to turn into a ridiculous shootout. Oh, you know my goodness. that this is never gonna be a clean deal. And and then uh, that's not a spoiler. This, if you see any trailer for this movie, it is a, it, it basically it's a it's a shootout in a in a room. <laughs> which yeah, is, literally ninety percent of this movie is Lip, a shootout. Let's lift the veil. The veil is is gone. It's a spoiler. Spoilers from here on out. Goes if you haven't seen this movie already and you're if you're this far into the show, then you like us. Then you're watching this movie. You're gonna enjoy it. Uh, then come back and and get into it because it's a lot of fun. Guys, just just go to Redbox or whatever. Get it online. Uh, you said uh, it's it, free on Amazon. Even, even better, Amazon Prime right now. You can watch the movie for free. So just well for free your yearly price, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but no additional cost. No additional cost. Uh, okay. I just can't. I, I don't even know where to begin. This movie's so much fun. Uh, I want to start off real quick with Ord. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but <laughs> Army Hammer's character in this movie is phenomenal. <laughs> he is, oh, yeah. during the entire movie, the entire movie, he is at the same, like, he's he's very even. He's not collected cool. And he, he it's like it's like he's the only one in the room that knows how ridiculous this entire thing is, but he does it every day, so it's cool with him. Like he just he's he's just going through the motions. Yeah, and the best part about it is like he's playing both sides like, "Hey, that was fucking stupid. Hey, you, cool it." Even though he kind of came on the one side, he kind of came on the seller side of it. He was still playing both sides, like you know, oh, you know, they're taking care of business, you know, they're taking care of their own, you know, this and that. Right. Oh, you should definitely apologize. This is right. <laughs> so, and like he's ripping on, he's making fun of people on both sides. Like he's got great line after line. There's lines about him. He's like he's always got like a jab back. Like <laughs> it, it's so good. Like and it, and like I didn't expect to to like him that. Like, he's he's hit or miss for me. Like actually, you know what? Maybe he's not that hit or miss for me. I, I haven't minded him. In anything that I've seen him in, the the thing that I see this this is actually this might be the only thing of his I've actually seen him in. Like I know he's in things, but this might have been the only thing of his that I've actually seen. The perception of him in the world seems to be what you just said. He's hit or miss, hot or cold. It depends on what you're watching. Right. But he was good in this. Yeah. Yeah. It. I'm sorry. He was not good in this. He was great in this <laughs> he was my favorite character 
well, fine. If you want to come in over the top of me, like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, like, it was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, going into a movie like this, I uh, I do a quick a, a quick view of the cast. I see uh, Killian Murphy or Cillian. How do you how would you say his name? So, I I'm pretty sure it's Killian. Okay, that's how I've said it. I've heard it said somebody say Cillian, so I wasn't sure. But that's so also... that's how I thought it was pronounced early on, and like my like awareness of him. But and I realized I was thinking about looking up his version of the Gal Gadot video before we started <laughs> this, and I just didn't get around to it. Okay, but I think it's Killian. So Killian Murphy, really, there's something odd about this guy, right? I don't know what the deal is with him. Um, he's never him or him in this movie. What's that? Him or him in this movie? Him. Him in general. Here's the deal. He's never, he's 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 never really the lead. If he is the lead, he's semi the lead. He's not like a hundred percent. Twenty eight days later. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's got a gravitas to him. Like I, when he's in, like I want to see movies that he's in. He's a professional. He comes to work. And it's, and he's really like I don't. Know, I feel like this is the most the, the most spoken words that he's had that he's had in a single film. <laughs> but that's just because the last time I saw him was the Shivering Soldier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which, yeah, well, why of of everybody in Dunkirk, he's the guy whose name I know from the credit roll, and it's the Shivering Soldier. <laughs> like that's there's something about this guy. <laughs> he's and also sneakily might be the clubhouse leader of Nolan appearances right. between him and Michael Caine. Uh-huh. Uh, um. Yeah. No, I agree. I just like just generally like him because like he's good as the scarecrow he's really good in 28 days later but you're right even though he's kind of nominally the lead or the co-lead he doesn't have a ton of dialogue like early on in the movie he's got a few good amount of lines and then he kind of paces himself throughout yeah like we were talking a little bit earlier about like a24 and like when you see now we're getting to the stage where you see a production company you're interested this is the other side of it when i see his name i'm like oh okay he's a line He's he aligned himself with this film? What'd you say? He hasn't been in anything I haven't liked. Right. It, it, it's it's not he it's not even it's not even remotely hit or miss. It's all hits. <laughs> you know you know what he's you know what he's in that he has a ton of lines in, and he is not nominally, he is the lead. I just haven't gotten around to watching all of it. He's the lead in Peaky Blinders. Oh, okay, okay. Again, I'm gonna shout out Toby Holmes again. There's another <laughs> thing that he told me to watch that I do need to check out. I watched the first few episodes of that, and I, for whatever reason, I because I think me and Dominic were watching it, and it was like a couple of years ago when he was like back on break or something like that from school, and we watched it together. And he's sure. like, he was like going away, and I was like, oh, when you come back, like we'll keep watching it together, and like we just never picked it back up again. Right. I have to. I'll, I have remember to check being out. interested in that. Yeah, like when I when I see his name attached to something, I'm I'm genuinely interested. Uh, and we've got this. This this cast, this just this goofy, refreshed cast. This is a sneaky, low key, really good cast. Even though a lot of people aren't super well known. Right. Well, Vernon, uh, and the Neil Blomkamp guy, basically. Charlton Copley. Yeah. He was he was over the top. His character is out of control in this movie, and it's great every minute of it. I I was gonna bring it up when you said it, like, but I figured I'm, I'm. Wait a second, like, because we, we kind of had a good bit of discussion there, but um, if you had watched this, if you had just decided, okay, this is ridiculous and too loud, I'm just going to rely on the subtitles, you would have missed out on how excellently horrible his voice was in this movie. Yep. 
It's Perfect. so annoying, and it's all done on purpose. Like, this isn't like, oh, he missed the mark. He purposely did the worst voice he could ever do. Mm-hmm. It's so bad that it's good. Oh my god, it's great. I loved it. He's, it's so, it's just so like that. Like that's something. Right? I laughed. Here's a. This movie does a weird thing to you where you you laugh at at things that are funny. And then you laugh at other things that happen, even though they're not funny. And then you're like, "Ooh, I kind of feel bad about that." Well, it's <laughs> kind of like a true like black comedy, dark comedy, however you want to like put it. Like, yeah, there's some fucked up shit that happens in this, and it's funny as hell. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so uh, it's so it's so absurd. Here, I gotta I gotta bring this up before I forget it. Um, everybody in this movie gets shot. Yep. There's there's no there's no character in this movie that doesn't get shot, right? Am I or not, not everyone gets shot, but pretty much all of them get shot multiple too many times. Does Leary get shot? No, he's the only he's one. The he only wasn't character. part of the main cast. Right. So okay, so Right. So every every character but one in this entire movie gets shot. Um, and every, every character in this movie, again, remember we are past close. Every character in this movie except for one gets killed right which that was actually one of my notes in this nobody fucking dies except then everybody fucking dies right <laughs> it's, it's so <laughs> absurd so okay hang on back on for a second though everybody gets shot and there's there's a there's somewhere i'm going with this uh there's a there's, there's a what's his name vorn what was his name vernon vern he's he's talking to orn at ord Vern, these names. Vern is talking to Ord, and he's he's a little freaked out, and he thinks he's uh, he's thinking he, he's losing too much blood, right? The golden hour and a half. The golden hour and a half. That was one of my notes too, man. <laughs> Same page. Oh, uh, wh- what's your note? No, just the golden hour and a half. Discuss. The, okay, the golden hour and a half. There's something very very key with that hour and a half. That is exactly how long this movie is. Yep. And. That's that's something that we I I don't I think we've actually talked about it like people have like saying things like things over like production companies being concerned that things over an hour and a half start to lose audience attention, which was just I was like did you did, like he might as well have said an hour and a half looked at the camera and winked <laughs> like it was it was, it was so good <laughs> I was so happy to see that it's just like really really funny to me like that was probably like of all the goofy things that happened in this movie. I thought the, the movie ended it, and I, I I looked at it, and I saw on the bottom, like when I you know when I stopped it, I saw the one thirty on the bottom, and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was because that that line for whatever reason stuck with me early on. I didn't know the movie was that exact time. I just just wow. <laughs> no, it was an excellent bit of fourth wall breaking, except with all of the subtlety that Deadpool could never come close to having. Like, right. Right. <laughs> It's just like, oh my goodness. Like, that was so perfect. That was so well done. And which makes me want to go back and watch this movie and and look at how many things there are like this. Or how many things... Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not, like you know, like, not bragging or anything. I, I try to pick up on things that are going to obviously foreshadow. Like, we look we look for certain things as people that enjoy movies. Or, like, you and me, we, we watch a lot of movies. <laughs> it's yeah. Obviously. Right? Yeah. So, like, when you... as As the movie's going on... And uh, the first guy, we he get he get he we know that he was in a fight, right? His face is all beat in. We finally we meet this other guy whose knuckles are bruised. It's clear to me that 
this is the guy that beat this guy up. Like that's yeah. I I just assume that right from from what's going on, but I just I want to go back and I need to watch this again and pull apart every scene. Like this is a movie that I really want to watch over and over again and see what more I get out of it. It's just yeah, so it's so well executed. I've seen it twice now, and there was bits that I definitely like forgot, or bits that I was like, oh, I remember really liking this, and I like noticed new things about and stuff like that. It's great because like. It's almost like two sides of the same coin, where one side is, it's kind of this artistic, like, love letter to ridiculous shoot-em-up movies, and on the other half, it's just, like you said, like, piss and fart jokes. Like, it's just ridiculous, like, it's fully in the filth that all of them are crawling in for fully half of the runtime of this movie. Yeah. And, and on top of all of this nonsense, it does a lot of really great things. The photography in this movie is phenomenal. Like there's, there are still frames that are beautiful. There's, it start, and it was immediately apparent. Like early on, the movie starts off before the room, right? And then within five ten minutes, we're in the room, and that's basically it. Well, yeah, it's in the car on the way to the warehouse, right? Right outside of the warehouse, and then the rest of the movie is in the warehouse. So we have like we have a couple of shots from outside the the um, the station wagon that are these are it's like an oil painting. It's like it's it's great. Like I would print this out. I, I would love to get a print of it and hang it on my wall. There's this scene where we have Francis standing in the street as the uh, the as the <laughs> as the Winnebago or whatever it is pulls up. The RV pulls up with the light shining through a little bit of fog and uh, and water in the air and. It's it's really funny to me because I don't know. I, this is probably not the case. Maybe it is. Uh, who knows? They they did some pretty great stuff in this movie. But like it's that scene stops and lingers on screen for no reason at all, seemingly. Where it's just like it, it's basically a still shot. And I'm like, did is this a nod? Like, do you know how pretty this is? <laughs> is this? Do you want me to pause and print this? Because I will. <laughs> it's it's really good. And there's a lot of scenes like that. How did that just turn into like a threat? Because I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but seriously, like there's there's just there's so it's it's visu- visually it's it's fantastic. We talked about you know the the writing and the dialogue is just wonderful, and then we have these absurd absurd action scenes, action scenes with a lot of gunfight. Again, also though, to be clear, how many action scenes that were simultaneously awesome and terrible. Yeah. Because there's some incredible shots in that, like shots of the shots and this and that, but there's also some that seem, and they must be, deliberately terrible, right. where someone gets shot and they, they like do this like over-the-top theatrical fall yes. and stuff like that. Yes, and but on top of that, there's also, and here's, here's potentially more fourth-wall breaking, right, where they go... <laughs> there's, there's plenty of scenes... Where there's a gunfight going on and they're showing you a person reload, which is a thing that you don't see in action se- in action yes. sequences in other movies. They're like, yeah, like this is this has to happen for the rest of this to go on, right? Like, and to make it better, when they do zoom in, like they they focus in on somebody reloading, it's always a revolver in this movie, and it's always taking them forever, <laughs> which is which is great. Well, there was a bunch of that, and then there was also 
everyone trying to get to the, the, the assault rifles and realizing that they didn't actually have the bullets. Yes. And not only did they have to physically reload, they have to load the clip itself in order to use the gun. Right. And, and, <laughs> and oh my god. how much you scramble when you're not actually, like, we all see all these action movies where, like, everyone seems to be, like, an ex-SEAL Team 6 sniper or a real <laughs> SEAL Team right. 6 sniper. And in this, it's like, oh, all of you guys have guns and guns are part of your life, but, like, none of you goes to the shooting range and practices. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Right. And as soon as you go panic, everything falls apart. And, and again, here's some, here's some more foreshadowing. Early on in the movie, Killian Murphy gets the gun. He puts the bullets in the gun, in the mag. He puts the mag in the gun. He starts shooting... It's it's not the greatest showing. <laughs> it's it's yeah. pretty good. He's hitting a pillar, but not in any sort of grouping, right? So it's like and, and also a little bit little bit of a like, you know, again, foreshadowing when Vernon is talking to his, was it Martin his his business associate? Yeah. And um Martin is he the one who got shot in the head? Yeah, right yes. <laughs> yeah, Martin. When he whispers to Martin about how they're only giving them the guns, not the bullets. The bullets are going to a different buyer. Make sure you secretly lock them up in the car. And no one realizes this. And then Army Hammer is like, oh, I just got lucky enough to take cover in front of the assault rifles. I'm grabbing an assault rifle. Fuck, there's no bullets. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. But Okay, so back back on that, though, for a second, where it's, again, and I guess Army Hammer, so far, we're only, we've pointed out two fourth wall-breaking things. Uh, this is the second one. Fourth wall-breaking things with him. One is the, the hour 30, which was beautiful um, and subtle. And this and is... also, like, like, a brief, like, tension there. When, like, especially Vernon keeps, like, trying to consult his watch. Fuck, how long depends since I've been shot? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's trying to figure out how much longer he has until he bleeds out. Right. Oh, my God. So... But no, sorry, like, go back to your no, no, yeah. So he's there. Stand there behind the box of guns, right? And yeah. he he goes, all right, we gotta grab these. And he's grabbing these bags of whatever it is, sand, some whatever he's grabbing, and he's putting them up against the boxes. And he's like, bullets are gonna go right through these. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's so obvious. It's like, yeah, like this is a thing that you're watching a movie and you're just like, that. That's like, what what's going on here? Like, it would go right through that. Like, he's just like, he's addressing it in. He's addressing it, and he's also doing like that thing where he explains to the audience and the people in the room, we have to do this or we're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, he's almost kind of like the narrator or the narrator proxy, or like right? The proxy to a certain extent, because there's another thing, and I put it down in the note. It is just again one of those things where it's like it's just so absurd. In the middle of the movie, he literally just does a roll call. Yeah. Oh my god. Sure he audience, does a roll call. The audience probably should have gotten everyone's name, who's alive, who's dead, and he literally just says, "All right, everyone, now we'll stop shooting for a minute. Who's still with us?" Yeah. And he just starts like, throwing out names and waiting for responses. And like then, the school. Uh, what was a uh, Brie Larson's yeah. character? Uh, Justine. Yeah. Here. <laughs> like an actual in school. That's what's the first day of school. Like he just does roll call. Like he's literally the proxy for the audience. They're like, wait, who's alive and who's dead? Like, Which Martin got shot in the head. Oh, and then wait after all that, he goes. So Martin's dead, and Martin hasn't said a word. We think he's dead this whole time, and Martin just goes, "I'm not dead." Right. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is so great. Like it's, it's funny because like you. And and that's that it's that line alone that makes you think you're like okay I know like I've been paying attention I know who's alive and you really don't you don't know what's going on and then, watch a really extended scene of him st- stumbling around after getting popped in the head with a bullet. oh my god like, which was which was great and then what does he say flick him in the eye see if he flinches <laughs> later on yeah, see if he flinches. oh my god so 
Oh my goodness, this movie is just it's over the top. I really enjoyed it. I have to I have to pick this one up. But uh I lost my train of thought there for a second. Well we're talking about Ward's roll call. I lost it. Go on. I'll if I if it comes up I'll bring it back. This, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't have anything on more this is just, like, this is what I have left of our beer, just so you know. So like it's 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 an intense one. Um, I don't have that more than you. So, so we talked. I don't know if we uh, did. We met, all right. So okay, a couple things. So we, I talked about the photography a little bit. Tension. This movie does a really great job early on. For the first like, for the first ten no, for the first like maybe twenty to twenty five minutes, you're uncomfortable. You yeah. you don't know what's going to go down. You don't know what this movie is like or about. Well, and not only that, but like you're trying to get your hands like wrapped around exactly what the tone is because yes. it's like okay, this is clearly not modern day. It's like the seventies. Like it's like you know brown corduroy pants and bad right. hair and like an old looking RV and station wagon with wood yeah. panels. Like we kind of get an idea for. And it's like, okay, like, it seems California-ish, probably, you know what I mean? Like, all this stuff. And then she says something about Hollywood, and you're like, okay, like, we're in California in the 70s. It was, it was, bo- it was Boston. What? It was Boston. I thought it was in California. No, Boston, 1978. Did it say that on the screen? It's in the, it is in the, uh, it's in the description that I read earlier, but it's, uh, if you listen to some of the some of the accents and some of the ways they're talking it's it's boston oh see i didn't there was some accents and then there was just weird voices none of the other than charlotte copley's which they like had their own little game about trying to figure out where like where he's from which is so great he's he's very clear he's we're tough i'm from some i'm from africa we're tough there like it's, yeah. it's not it's not that the bullet hurts it's the principle of the thing <laughs> You know, I mean, I guess you know. Now that I think about it, Harry did sound like he had a bit of a Boston accent, but I, she dropped the line about Hollywood, so yeah. I thought that that meant they were in Hollywood, gotcha. you know, or somewhere nearby. Like, you know, I guess that probably does fit. Boston probably does fit better with with everything that went down. But I just remember, like, to what you were saying about being uncomfortable and stuff through the beginning of the of the movie. You're getting okay. Oh, well, we're in the '70s, and like, you know, that, that's what like. And okay, we're getting some like kind of older school like vibe and like with the language, you know, the fact that like they decide they're just gonna like completely they're not gonna they're gonna go we're seventies here and like they're they're dropping like homophobic jokes and stuff like that and like that's what's like comfortable because like it's a different time and that's what was the you know, people making jokes about being gay and this and that and this you know right et cetera and so on it's like oh how does that get done now it's like, oh well, it's an indie film about the seventies I get it. And then you realize it's like not only is it just because of we're getting like kind of physically removed from the time period and we're getting really thrown into the mannerisms and how we're gonna speak and behave there, we have all these different like there's Irish guys from the IRA and there's this South African guy with a ridiculous voice and there's a couple of guys with muddled accents. There's what's his name the, the British guy who was in Game of Thrones and uh, the Lara Croft movies and he was doing like a weird American-ish accent. Noah Taylor. Um, he was Harry's friend. Uh, uh, Gordon, I think they were calling him Gordy. Harry's friend. Harry was. Wait. Harry's the dude with the long hair, the one with the bruised knuckles. Got it. Right. Okay. Sorry. I remember. Um, and then you just realize it's also like there's like three or four different cultures mishmash in all of this. There's like the junkies. There's the IRA guys. There's 
the South African guy and his black associate who they're really, really, like, important that it's really important that this white guy and this black guy are friends, you know what I mean? Like, right. it was for the time, and then you have these other guys who are, I guess, like, the Boston guys, and then you have Ord, who's who the fuck knows, and that's, it's just this culture clash, mishmash, like, clusterfuck of, like, all these different, that's where all the discomfort, there's someone trying to make a joke, and the other guy's taking it seriously, and this guy's trying to, like, pat you on the back, and this guy's reading it as you're being, a, like, a home, like a, like a, like a gay guy, like, making it in advance, and there's all this sort of stuff. Well, hang on. chivalry towards Justine, and all of yep. this, like, I, I gotta stop you right there for a second, though, because I just thought of another fourth wall-breaking moment there. Among all of this thing, all of these things, you're supposed to be uncomfortable, right? Yeah. There's, there's supposed to be tension. Army Hammer reminds you of that by going, hey, by the way, we have guns. And he puts it back in. Takes the gun yeah. out, puts it back in. And I'm like, I, I didn't, it didn't dawn on me until now, until you're talking about this, and the fact that we brought up the fourth wall-breaking before. Like, he's just showing you, like, yeah, like, be uncomfortable. Just... It's okay. <laughs> that, was, that was when uh, when uh, Pilly Murphy went to shoot the gun. He goes, yeah. "Everyone, I'm just going to remove my pistol, just so everyone knows the pistol is removed." Like, yeah, <laughs> just, I'm letting you all know I'm taking this out of my pocket. I'm going to hold it now. I am physically uncomfortable and fearing for my safety. That's basically. He doesn't say all those words. That's what's conveyed in that in that in that moment. It's so so yeah. great. It's really I mean, well done. You're right. Like, that was all intentionally done. You're supposed to be uncomfortable and on an uneven footing in all of this. It, but here's the thing, though. You get... That's great, right? Really well done. Really cool. In the same movie, you get a line, you smell of perfume. No. <laughs> that's beard oil. Like, what is happening in this movie? <laughs> you smell like perfume as he's putting him in a headlock. And that guy oh, is like my goodness. six inches taller than the dude who's putting him in a headlock. It's just... It's too much. Here's here's another thing that goes on throughout this movie. There's a constant. It, it's a firefight for uh, I don't know, forty no an hour of the movie. It's it's it, there's this this tension. There's people behind cover shooting at each other, talking to each other, taunting each other. All great things. Yes. Um, Some of these yet, insults were great. Yet every time someone gets shot, they're shocked that the person shot them. Yes. <laughs> you shot me. Yeah! <laughs> if I didn't shoot you, you were going to shoot me. Yeah, I shot you. And it, it's just like, it's no clear. Like, it just, just to drive the point home, towards the end when Brie Larson is, was it Gordon? Is chasing her? Yes. And they're, and he's shooting at her, and then she shoots him. You shot me? And then a few more scenes pass by, and she shoots him again. You shot me again? Just so that you know, yeah, we're being ridiculous about this. <laughs> By the way, I just, I just have to mention this here that. For some reason, the video on the Skype is frozen, and I just took a screenshot because the face that you got caught on is just, it's not flattering for you. Awesome. I think we should post that. <laughs> I'm all right that with can, it. <laughs> that can be, like, the thumbnail for this. That's, that's perfectly <laughs> fine by me. Um, there's uh, a... But, yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. Like, And even, like, I think probably, like, distilled down, like, the, like, the key, the absolute best, like, example of that was... When they're negotiating and Killian Murphy's like, okay, we're all agreed. We're going to wait for, like, our two sides are going to come pick us up. We're going to separate. Justine goes now. Okay, well, let Justine go. And Vernon's like, no, no, no. Like, fuck her. Like, we're not letting her go, this and that. And, you know, and, and Ward's like, no, we're going to let her go. Let the woman go, this and that. And she gets up to start walking out. 
and Vernon just goes completely off script and shoots her, and she starts shooting back, and she hits Vernon back, and he goes, she just shot me, and Ord goes, yeah, because you shot her. Right. Like, like this is, like, and he's, he's just, like, it's almost like, so the whole time, Brie Larson, and, and even at one point, uh, her character, she says, like, something about, like, hating, like, I hate working with men, or, like, oh, men, or something like that. That's, that's her line. His line is basically, like, children. I work with children. <laughs> it's just it's so ridiculous, and there's a there's a funny a funny thing going on here. Like, and it's fun to look back on after you see the whole movie. Um, and I, you know what? I guess you know what? I'll, I'm gonna hold off on that until we talk about the very end of this movie. Uh, going back for a second, there's a there's a fun thing that goes on. In in the film, and it's uh, I are you familiar with like a battle royale type game? Uh, there's a there's this video game that I play called PUBG or uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, right? Yeah, I have, I have a couple of friends who play it. I'm, I'm familiar with it. So uh, for those of you who are listening, if you haven't heard of this game, basically it's like a it's a hundred people drop into a map. The area of the map that you can stand in without getting killed by the environment gets smaller and smaller as the game goes on until there's one person or one team standing. That's it. General, it's a very, very simple concept, honestly. Also, side note, little tangent here, that's what makes a good game. Give me a simple concept like this. If you're if you're going for a multiplayer game, make it fun and engaging. Like 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 with the like there's there's tension built by that. It's it's awesome. PUBG is is fantastic. Anyway, that's what this movie is. The you have this, you start with a big group of people, right? The group of people gets smaller and smaller. As the group gets smaller and we're in this building, something absurd happens to change the the layout of the map, basically, as if it's a video game, right? So like it's uh It's the opposite, right? It's the opposite from, from PUBG. As there's less characters, they actually start spreading out. Well, they they do they, they I feel like they spread out, but it works better like this for a movie. But what's happening is, though, the, each of these groups are getting into closer and closer quarters. They're separated from each other as a group, but they're getting yeah, into closer quarters. Yeah, become subgroupings of people. Yeah. So, like, but what, what's great to me is, like, if, if the warehouse feels so big until Sivo shoots the the little gas tank or whatever happens, that it blows the whole thing up. And yeah. it's like, okay, it's not only is it not that big, like it's big, but there's a lot of people in here. So it's not that big. And they've also ruined the layout. So it's gotten smaller. Yeah. And like that, that ha- and that's a really cool thing that they did there. Also, how about Steve-O getting high as shit right in the middle of the firefight? Throughout the movie. But like in that specific moment where he decides, I'm just going to smoke a lot of heroin. Right. And, Frank is trying to give him instructions, and he just flat out cannot comprehend and is laughing at him. Oh, my God. Just laughing. Which, here's the thing. Sivo, hate him. He's the worst. Oh, he's the worst. He's the worst character. The second worst character is the guy that he's in a little, in, in, he's, that he's having a tiff with. Harry? Harry. Is it Harry? Yeah, Harry. I, I hate both of them. I hate Sivo more. But I hate both of them, and the brilliance and of that. Their idiocy is what spawned this whole thing. The, it spawned the whole thing, and I think the brilliance of the, like they, these two started this whole thing. They suck. They're the worst. The writers know it. They end up killing each other in the dumbest way. Oh my god! And it was brutal too. And they, it was brutal. Like literally, half my notes are just about specific people dying and how they died. Right. Because. That whole thing, and it was great, like, that we were talking about, like, the kind of the subdivisions, the subgroupings of these people. 
it all kind of started to boil down to basically like who was rivals in all of this. Because like you had Vern versus Frank and um, Chris, basically. Mm-hmm. It was like Vern versus Frank, and then Vern versus Chris as Chris comes to try and save Frank. Right. You had Harry and um, Stevo. You had um, Justine and Gordon. Well, that one's kind of like a weird like side thing. I don't even know how that one came. Out. I think it was just like they drew the short straw, or it's just sitting in the middle smoking weed. Like it's just like fuck this. I'm so over all this shit. Right. Like, I'm just not getting shot anymore if I don't have to. It's it's funny what you say that you have these rivalries, but there's also something that I noticed after the fact, and the the finale of the movie made it more clear to me, was that each person has like a significant other person that they are that they're invested in. So um, Bernie and Stevo are invested in each other. Frank and Chris are invested in each other. Uh, it's not a, they make you believe uh, Gordon and Harry are like their their buddies. Um, they make you believe that Vernon and Martin are together, but they're not, and that's what's really cool. Like by the end of the movie, like they they are, but they're not because like it's starting. They they're slipping further and further away as the movie goes on. Uh, with you know, with Martin being maybe dead, maybe not, but like it, it's very clear that Vernon's only thinking about himself. Well, the best part is that Vernon and Martin are both planning to fuck each other over, even though neither realizes the other is trying to fuck them over. Right. And both of them keep trying to sell everyone to the fact that they are the only united pair other than Frank and Martin. It's so funny. But what you end up getting, though, is that uh, Martin is paired with Justine. Right at the yes. end, which is it's not clear who who uh, she's paired with until until you realize what's going on there. Um, what I love is Ord. It, it's it's ambiguous, but it's also kind of clear. Like he's not paired with one specific person; he is paired with the person who is making it out of here alone, <laughs> alive. Like at the end, like it's it's Ord and whoever is coming out on top, <laughs> and and he, and he knows that, and that's clear from like the minute he's on screen. Well, the thing is, like, like I said, he's kind of meant to be the arbiter of this deal. Yeah. But even though he kind of came in with Vernon, like he knows Vernon has history with him. Right. Um. But yeah, it becomes very clear early on that he's meant to be kind of the central, unencumbered character, and it gets to the point where, like I said, he's literally like, "Fuck this! I'm not getting involved in this anymore. I'm smoking my weed. I'm not getting shot. And where was left standing? I've already been shot." We're going to need to help each other get out of here. The cops are surely going to be here at some point. So whoever the last man standing is, I'm rolling with him. Right. So, uh, and that's really funny because at the end of the movie, like, that's like I that's that's what I got out of him. Like, that's what his deal is, right? And by the end of the movie, I'm like, I really hope that the last people standing are, vor- are um, I can't, oh, I keep screwing up his name, Ord and Killian Murphy. Or, or was it Chris, right? Ord and Chris. Yeah. I hope they're the last two standing. I'm like, oh, that'll be great because these are the two people that I like the most out of this this whole ensemble. And I was like, and when that actually became the case, I was like, oh, oh, cool. Oh, gonna, this is going to be great. This is the ending. And then they both get shot. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's, what just happened? And it's Brie Larson. I'm like, oh, I forgot about it. I kind of just thought you were dead. When you passed yeah. out before, I was like, okay, oh, cool, you're alive. Okay, you know what? I can deal with it. And then, and then the cops come, I'm like, oh, nope, not that either. <laughs> and then I was just like, well done. <laughs> well done, movie. You got me twice. <laughs> well, that was kind of how I felt. I, I kind of experienced it the same way. Like, the note I put down was like, 
beer. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I will watch that movie. To, like, limp out of there, like, cut their losses. Like, we got the briefcase or the cash. Like, fuck this. We'll split the cash. We'll get a beer. We'll go our separate ways. Whatever. Like, okay, this is really shitty, but somehow we managed to salvage our lives, I guess. And then Brie Larson just decides to be like, Nah, fuck you guys. <laughs> they, okay, it's so it's so ridiculous. There's there's two things that I wanna I wanna bring up, um, and then I'm gonna hand it over to you. Um, is it two things? I think I might have just I have a list. Here's how it goes, guys. I have a list over here. Um, okay, I checked it off because I was about to tell you this one. There's two things I want to bring up, and I'm gonna hand it over to you for whatever things that you want to talk about. Uh, I feel like I've I've I, I've pulled out a bunch of stuff from this movie, so. Uh, the last two things I was one, the scene where Chris shoots Vern in the face. Oh, I have that too because, like I said, I, I mentioned a little while ago, like I just have a couple of the most spectacular deaths on here, just like so we can discuss. Right. That was something. That was something. Oh my goodness, that was it was brutal. Like you, you, the thing is, it's like. Half the, the while the movie was going on, like I, I was getting to the point where I was like, okay, I see where it's going, right? Like when they were in the when Brie Larson is stuck in the room with Gordon, I'm like, she's out of bullets, he's at like, and like she's out of bullets, and like she's out of bullets, and like something else is out of bullets. Like I, I was calling these things, which is great because the in that moment, that person being out of bullets is what makes the scene even better because they're gonna have to deal with this in some other way. Um, I was like, oh man, when they, when they both approach each other in the hallway, and Vern is Vern is like. On basically was just cremated, and then <laughs> Chris comes in like limping into the room. I was like, these two are gonna see each other. They're gonna pull guns on each other, and they're both gonna be out of ammo. And Vern pulls the gun, click, click. I'm like, oh my god! Like, how are they gonna handle it? Boom! I was like, oh, oh! What's <laughs> <laughs> more spectacular headshots? Like, was it, like, was it right in his nose? Yep. Like, and just like. Fucked yep. up his face, like yes, a hundred percent. It was right when the tip of his nose is where the bullet went. In. <laughs> yeah, no, it was shocking. <laughs> it was absurd. So that was that was one of my last notes. The, the final note that I had, and I'm sure there'll be other things as you talk that will will come up. But uh, early on in the movie, she wonders what kind of factory it is. Yeah, and as the fire, as the. Uh, uh, the water is going off. The fire prevention system is going off, and the water is raining down. And there's again great photography. There's that. There is. It's basically a still shot of Killian Murphy against the wall. With uh, he's under the umbrella, by the way, that is painted on the wall, which is awesome. As yep. the water is coming down, and he grabs an umbrella. Oh, this is an umbrella factor. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he opens it, and there's just there's no sheet. It's just. It's just the umbrella, like it's just like the frame of the umbrella, the umbrella which yeah. he keeps open yep. for a really long time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and like, when he crawls downstairs later, like, or just like picks it up and just like, why? Yeah, like, just, like, just let it, like, like, damn your pride, man. <laughs> let it go. Let me help you up. Let's leave and get a drink. Oh well, my god. And like. In addition to the like the killing of Vernon, like after he set got set on fire, which was like pretty good fuck you and a way to go out by by Frank as he's like dying and like sets him on fire. Right. And like Vernon like using the, the fire extinguisher to put himself out. Oh my god. 
was pretty incredible as well. It's so and stupid. After all that, Frank grabs the uh, <laughs> Frank grabs the telephone that had been ringing that they all of them have been trying to crawl to. Which we're gonna have to talk about that as well. Some of the just the physical acting in this movie. Yeah, ninety <laughs> percent of the movie is people crawling. That's what I'm saying. It was like and like crawling pathetically. Yeah. Like everyone in the first round gets shot in the shoulder or the arm or the the leg. Like no yeah. one. That's what like what I was saying earlier. Like nobody fucking dies before everybody fucking dies because oh my God. everyone gets shot in it. Like it was like an over exaggerated version of that already over exaggerated scene from Monty Python where the guy keeps getting his limbs cut off. Yeah. And none of it is like him like cutting his head off or running him through the blade. It's like. Everyone keeps shot the arm and like, or is just limping pathetically or crawling pathetically around. <laughs> it's too much. But I, and I hadn't thought about it at the time, or like to put it down in the notes. But then I was looking at the castles and I remembered this. Like, there's someone credited as let's scroll down here, the telephone sales voice, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is another line when Frank answers the phone. Yep. Which doubles down, triples down, whatever number down you want on the Archer comparison, and I know you haven't watched in a while because you only watch when I come to your house and we randomly watch a few episodes together. Yeah. So you haven't gotten to this stage, and there's an episode later in the run of Archer, which, spoiler alert for Archer, guys, just watch the fucking show. I love that show so much. So silly. There's an episode where all of the main cast, except for Mallory, gets trapped in an elevator at the office together. It's, it's actually this episode. Is this movie? Is this is this episode? They it shows them all walking to the office and then getting on the elevator, and then the rest of the episode is all of them trapped in an elevator, and none of them can. They all try calling out, and they can't because Krieger had put a device that was an RF jammer on top of the elevator, oh and all of them were like, "But why the fuck would you do that?" And he said, "Because I was tired of everyone being in the elevator and looking at their phones and not talking to each other." Oh my god. So then they realize that they can call Mallory, and they go to call Mallory, and the phone starts ringing in the elevator, and they're like, I thought the phone didn't work. And Archer's like, oh, I'm not here. (laughs) (laughs) Someone goes to answer the phone, and he goes, wait, no, don't do that. And they pick up the phone, and it's an automated recording of Archer saying, are you tired of constantly getting stuck in elevators? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I... out of him, and it's exactly the same thing. Everyone's fighting to get to this telephone. Frank gets to the telephone, and it's just an automated telephone sales call on the other line, like completely fucking useless. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I have to buy this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's this movie was fun. It's it, so stupid. Um, it's a shame it's not in my collection already. Well, it can be soon if you wish. I it, guess it will be. Um, we also have to talk about consider we're talking about they were like kind of the spark that lit this whole thing. And yes, I'm speaking in paraphrasing of the Last Jedi because I'm that excited for it with Poe Dameron <laughs> saying we could be the spark that lights this rebellion. Steve-O and Harry killing each other. Yeah. You alluded to it earlier, saying they both died in the stupidest fucking way. Him running Steve-O over and crushing his head was so gruesome and also weirdly it's, satisfying. It's almost as stupid as what comes next. 
Oh, you mean the automatic death reaction of Steve-O pulling the trigger and killing Harry through the bottom of the car? Followed mm. up by the most glorious line from Ward, Oh my god, I think Harry got shot in the ass. Yep. <laughs> Perfectly narrating the movie as it goes along. And like he's like incredulous and half laughing. Like, I think Harry got shot in the ass. <laughs> You know that, that, brings, that we 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 you know, we touched on it. Dialogue is great in this movie. There's another the, the other the scene at the end where um, after Brie Larson, uh, what, I keep forgetting her name, Justine. Justine. After she kills uh, or shoots Killian, uh, Chris, and Ord. Ord. Uh, or I guess Ord's just dead. Well, I think he I think he got him with a headshot. Was it she a headshot? Uh, so he's dead. She got but, Chris in the chest though. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was like in the stomach or something like that. But he's well, torso, yeah, whatever. He's like, ah, oh, cool. Like, like it's it, it's weird. Like the way the dialogue goes is very strange because it's almost like he's like, oh, look, like oh, cool, you made it out. Like that's oh, it was good a for long you. drawn out version. It of was a mishmash of hey, it's that one guy and touche, <laughs> and just in the weirdest real life battle royale. Good game. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got me. You defeated me. Touche. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, too much. So um that was most of the things. I have two things. One of them is just I just like an opportunity for the two of us to just trade some of our favorite lines from this movie. Okay. I have three of them that I remembered and wrote down word for word. Yeah. One of them you and I discussed right before we started that was in the first 5 minutes of the movie. Was the panda one? I don't think I tried to fuck a reluctant panda. Oh my god. That was that really was, funny. That that was perfectly encapsulating where this movie was going to go. <laughs> here's here's what bothers me. But so that's re- that line is really funny when it happens, and then the context that I get later on about like how scummy this guy is makes me feel bad about laughing at that line. Oh, so bad. Ugh, what a he is as he's the worst. As he looks. Yeah, he's the worst. I, I I would say unequivocally he is the worst. Even though yeah. all of them are bad and. Harry is nearly as bad. He is the worst. Yep. Yep. Um, do you have any? Do you have any lines? Because uh, the other one that I got was, "Oh, that's what a brain looks like." That's what a what looks like. A brain looks like. Oh yeah. But what, was it? Was it Justine or was it? No, it was one of the guys crawled near Martin. It was right? Harry. Yeah. Right before Martin gets up and starts zombieing around the room before trying to murder Ward. Which, as it's going on, I'm like. Oh, and this this is here's a great here's a great line quote. It's it's not a line. It's it's physical acting. The Killian Murphy has the gun pointed at this at at Zombie Martin. Yep. And uh, he instead of shooting him, he stops and and raises his hands. <laughs> There's no words in the scene, and no. Martin goes on his way like like the Terminator's on a mission. Threat yep. is not actually there anymore. Let me continue. Yes. Like, it was just, it, that was great. But the, uh, that's what a brand looks like. I was like, you're, like, this is so stupid. How about, I, I meant to, t- to, like, write it down so I could have the whole line. I don't have the whole thing, but, um, Vernon saying to, it was either Harry or Gordon saying, redeem yourself, go get me the case of money. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. He's like, yeah, uh, redeem yourself. And he, he, you know, it's another great line. It, it's 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 very stupid. It's very simple. But when Ord realizes who's shooting at them, and he goes, "Howie," 
So I dumb. also had. Um, I'm grieving here. The, when they're talking about the weather, you could freeze the tits off a brass witch. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, "What the fuck does that even yeah. mean?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And there was another one where I don't know why this reminded me of like playing video games as like a teenager. Um, when that scene started going on right before Wait. that, and Ward goes. Wait, did you cheaters bring a fucking sniper? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I knew. See, and that's the thing. Like, there's, I, I totally get that. I feel like that is that it's kind of like validates my point about it being like a battle royale game. Yeah, like I, that's totally a thing that people would say if this was a video game. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, that that whole thing was really was really fun. Like the these two mercenaries being in the room. Like who who are these guys? <laughs> Hey, it's those two guys. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. So, yeah I, just, I don't know why, but like I cracked up listening to that. Like, like, cause I could totally picture like, you know, like when you used to play like a like a multiplayer game, and like you just didn't want to fuck around with the settings, and like everyone would agree, like, okay, like we're gonna play this round where we're only gonna use pistols. Right. No snipers. And I can no totally hear someone yeah. like fifteen, especially like the way we had it set up when I was like in the, the 12 to 15 range, um, there was a house on my block where a whole bunch of us were all in the scene within like two or three years in age. And we all used to play Halo and Halo 2 on this one house had two Xboxes system linked together. So we yeah. would play four on four and you wouldn't have to worry about anyone like looking at the screen and trying to yeah. screen watch or whatever. And you would hear trash talk screamed through the house. <laughs> And I can totally see, like, us starting the match and being like, okay, guys, no snipers in this round. And us playing, and one team getting the upper hand on the capture flag, say, in Halo, and then someone just getting headshotted from across the map and screaming, hey, you cheated with a fucking sniper? Like, yeah. like, that was where my head was in this situation. Yep. I, I don't know. I, that feels like that's the intent there. Right? Yeah. Which is really well done. Just what a blast this movie was. Um, so my, I had one last thing, John Denver. Oh my god! I all I could think about was Kingsman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just was like, it was one of those like levels of absurdity that like it gets to a like, kind of a Family Guy ish level where it's just like, this song does not belong to the soundtrack to this scene right, right. now. Why are they blasting John Denver in my eardrums? Yeah, as you say that line, it gets louder. Is, well, what? As you say that, it gets louder. It gets louder and yeah. louder, and one guy is manically driving over another guy's head with a oh van. My God. I'm like, this song does not match what's going on right now. This is so surreal. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, what I am, I'm just, I'm so excited to watch more of the movies by this company. Yeah, I, I mean, and I also. See more. Like, we were talking about, like, you don't look for the movie star. Like, that's what we were saying last week. That's what I was saying at least last week. Was, right. Um, you don't look for the movie star. You look for the production company or the director or the producer or the writer. And thinking about A24 stuff and, like, circling back around. Like, we have all the, like, this web that's gone on now. Because, like, A24, Killian Murphy. You had X-Mac and A24, Killian Murphy in 28 Days Later. 
Both of those movies were written. One of them was directed by Alex Garland. I'm excited for that ridiculous-looking Alex Garland movie, Annihilation, that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to have to do an episode on that. Like, yeah. I, I'm on board. Like, that, that movie's going to... That's one of those movies that I already know might really annoy me with how ridiculous it is. <laughs> but I don't care. Like, I want to go see that. I'm, uh, I'm down. Always. If you have, if, see, that's the thing. You got, you got to get yourself a friend. You got to get yourself a movie buddy. Al's my movie buddy. Right? Yeah. We're going to watch movies. We're going to talk about them. Just do it. It's a blast. Um, you got anything else? No, I think I'm good. All right. Well, then that's it for this week's Flicks in the Six. Tune in next week for some Star Wars action. It's coming. Until wait, ne- no. Wait, next. Yeah. Next episode is not going to be Star Wars. Yes. No. No? No, next episode is going to be... Oh, no! <laughs> we, can make the, we can make the next episode Star Wars. We'll make it work. Uh, so we, uh, yeah, I guess we could... Yeah, it'll work. Trust me. Ignore that. Next week is Star Wars. <laughs> well, it's... first of all, when this episode is airing, like, the next day is going to be Star Wars reaction. Yeah, that's then happening. Then a week later is going to be Star Wars episode. Exactly. <laughs> So, Star Wars is coming, it's inbound, it's what's following this episode. And then also three rewards at some point, too. And it's going to be amazing. Uh, So, until next time, cheers.